नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चारुबक पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा सो टुडेस पॉडकास्ट इज लेट मी एक्सप्लेन व्हाई वी आर discussing this because i think it's a very important podcast first of all uh, in this year 2024 running up to the lok sabha elections i just want to announce that this is not the only time pradeep is going to come time and again on this podcast uh, up up to our run up to the lok sabha pradeep is going to appear time and again we are going to do analysis situational analysis um, key moments in the election and i think what happened yesterday and pradeep reached out to me and he 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 was basically going back and forth with me and he said what do you make of uh, congress's refusal to attend the prant pratishta ceremony of um, uh, you know yesterday uh, and then they wrote a basic general letter stating i don't know they, they just gave an absurd reason that bjp has made it political etc etc now uh, i don't want to get into whether congress is justified or not that's not the crux of our issue the crux is that pradeep is a trained sociologist a political analyst and we are basically looking at the political fallout of this so before uh, anything else pradeep welcome brother and thanks for coming uh thank you so much kushal and i had a special haircut uh, for your podcast <laughs> I was, honestly i was in the parlor uh, before uh, the podcast i thought of being very formal in your podcast because it said that it's a very it has a very very important audience base so i had to dress up well yeah yeah kinch le meri kinch le so i'm factually not inaccurate yeah so okay so let me start here when you forget you know see i've been very open i'm an open bjp voter forget all of that like my first reaction and i'm sharing my reaction when i read that letter on twitter right because nowadays we get all our news on twitter and when i read that letter and i read that news segment that congress has decided to decline the invitation to attend the prant pratishtha of this ram janmabhoomi ram mandir uh, you know my first reaction was as a political analyst i was like do they want to finish off themselves so first first question to you is how did you think as an analyst when you read that news just as a news segment not as a rambhakt as a news segment so i was not surprised honestly as a sociologist when i read that as a sociologist and a journalist i was preempting uh, that question and i had two specific reasons to preempt that uh, now let me throw a data point the congress party historically has fought in more than 400 lok sabha seats since 1951 uh, since the time in an elections uh, since the first lok sabha in the last 17 lok sabha congress party has fought on more than 400 seats on an average even in 2014 and 2019 the congress party fought on more than 400 seats now if you remember the before this letter was in circulation there was a very important news segment uh, which lot of people missed and that is that the congress is planning to contest in only 255 seats so they are willing to negotiate more than 150 seats which have always been congress seats which have where which have historically since 1951 is where congress has fought in order to form this alliance the congress party is uh, willing to negotiate that now this is politically a suicidal mission because when you do a negotiation you never let your core areas where you are fighting that is not what you give away to your alliance partners at such a disproportionate level so uh, uh, so i am completely clear that the congress uh, has got it all wrong and the congress accepts that it it is no longer a mainstream political party which can get hindi heartland votes leave hindi heartlands larger part of the geography of india 
uh, it is not able to get and somehow it is acknowledging it otherwise no political party which in 2014 also pushed even in 2014 it fought on more than 400 in 2019 also it was same along with that so what uh, in order for this alliance to loosely be present or uh, for the congress to stitch this alliance the only vote bank which the congress party uh, can ride on in present era is the muslim vote to be very very clear and this is uh, this is the vote which helps it get the majority seats in kerala so uh, the congress still is living in that notion where in order to appease the muslim vote it is somehow the thinkers of the congress feel that if you treat the muslims equally or pro- uh, provide equal treatment to the muslim vote they will not vote en masse to you so uh, the and this is not an earlier this is not a first time that the congress is thinking uh, if you remember during the time of rajiv gandhi where the congress party overturned the supreme court order in the shahbano case the precise thinking was that in order to get en masse muslim vote we have to give special treatment so the congress party not appearing is a signal to the larger muslim vote which the congress feels will go to it in mass in the 2024 election and it acknowledging the fact that majority hindu votes do not come the nyay yatra bharat jodo yatra 2.0 is an attempt to divide the hindus in based of caste lines that is why if you see the entire political grammar has been about dalit pichda adivasi it's not been about the hindu just a small 5 second uh, you know point along with that some of the sonia gandhi and her family is not able to digest that a man like narendra modi who they went on for more than 10 years and despite that the man is now become the most popular global, one of the most the most popular global leader and the most popular prime minister and they personally have to uh, sit in an audience in front of prime minister narendra modi so this is something which their whole ego is not also able to uh, digest and in a sense since sonia gandhi's era kushal the congress has Uh, become a party which appeases the minorities, particularly the Muslims, and this is where they have always thought that the the quote unquote the Hindu faith earlier they used to it used to work, but they're still not able to digest that in post 2014 era the politics has completely changed and the Hindu consciousness has become predominant. So these are multiple reasons. So I was not surprised the day Congress decided that to trade off more than 150 seats to an alliance partners. You know, and what was even I mean I'm not gonna say it's Like, on one hand, they have refused to attend the Pran Pratishtha of the Ramjan Mubumi Ram Mandir, and uh, then I came across this letter that was shared by Aditya Raj Kaul on on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to share this letter. I mean, what is this political outfit doing? This is Kushal, the analyst, ladies and gentlemen, not Kushal, the BJP voter. This is a letter. written by sonia gandhi where she was yeah. basically could not attend the canonization ceremony of mother teresa and she was really regretting it in 2016 it's the all india congress committee 30th august 2016 what is wrong with these people like they were clearly interested in attending this but could not and here they don't how, See, how attend- stupid they are so it is not it is the antonia mino in uh, the sonia gandhi the real name of sonia gandhi that is driving all these decisions this is where you see a large difference but any political out- outfit irrespective of a leader's bias always takes feedback from the ground and the congress party as i said uh, uh, particularly for uh, uh, sonia gandhi the uh, ex uh, antonia mino uh, she is uh, as i said she is not been able to digest the fact that narendra modi who 
uh, was the chief minister of Gujarat who they tried to you know uh, get into a lot of cases became the prime minister in 2014 in 2014 they thought that 2014 is an aberration now in 2019 he came back with a larger mandate they said that okay fine 10 years is understandable we can still approve the match now even their feedback report from the ground is suggesting and salman khurshid statement said that 2024 is not end of the road acknowledging the fact that the congress party does not have any chance in 2024 so he becomes the person who will now govern the country for 15 years as the first non bjp prime minister to do that equaling the you know record of jawaharlal nehru so this is please understand i think it is this this is something which is driving now another uh, point uh, kushal which you need to understand if you remember that many congress units also you know uh, spoke out in dissent against the decision of the uh, congress party and it was particularly in himachal and gujarat because everybody understands what it uh, truly truly i uh, mean so i am not at all surprised and as i told you that congress has now become a more ngo outfit whose main objective is to rebrand rahul gandhi somehow even if it does not get get uh, you know garner them votes and this is what they are intending to do it's as simple as that they are not looking at please understand congress is not looking at getting 100 seats 150 seats 200 seats absolutely not the congress is just hoping against hope that somehow narendra modi gets less than 272 seats and it still will uh, claim it as a matter of victory but as of right now from the ground that does not seem to happen so uh, you might be surprised from the congress but tr- uh, trust me uh, kushal i am absolutely not surprised and uh, they are particularly the if you look at the narrative of the congress kushal north versus south divide you know moment the bjp won the elections karti chidambaram's tweet from the southern part that it is south which speaks now they acknowledge understanding that even karnataka and telangana the bjp can do well in tamil nadu it is giving an honest fight on the ground uh, it is trying to build its party so the congress is squeezing every passing day and if i give you one data point which you will be very interesting to note because you have called me as a sociologist first and a journalist later is that the strike rate of the congress party in 2014 kushal was 9.56 percentage that for the first time since independence kushal the strike rate of the congress party fell less than 25 percentage points which is never happened with the congress ever that was 2014 was that when this is where they say that 2014 is that inflection point in 2019 also the strike rate of the congress party was around the 12 percentage mark now if in 2024 the congress falls to less than 15 percentage strike rate this will be a huge thing which means that you can proud you can conclude with affirmation that now you are living in modi led bjp system of politics we have acknowledged that but it is something which will become a trend so like jawaharlal nehru had formed a trend for the congress to continue in power for at least 3 to 4 decades if this is something which continues in 2024 and the congress limits itself to a double digit party with less than 15% strike rate then please note this down uh, that it is uh, we can conclude with affirmation and with the congress party with the uh, step to not go at prabhu shri ram's pran pratishtha has completely shot itself in the foot and this tells you how disconnected the congress is from the ground reality and this is where the differentiation is about between narendra modi and congress kushal that narendra modi is expanding his social base if you remember some time back he even met the muslim leaders there is an alan modi which is taking place in dubai which will be the biggest ever uh, uh, you know uh, 
diaspora event of a global leader in Dubai in on February 13. So he's ever expanding as a unit pusher, and Congress is ever contracting as a uh, unit pusher because Modi does not work with ego; he works with feedback from the ground. Congress is driven by ego, personal biases, and also uh, some of large section of Hindu hate. So let us spend a little more time on this NGO thing. One very important five seconds. I'll tell you what the strategy of the Congress is, Kushan. The Congress party after the 22nd will say there will be few Congress leaders who will go on the 24th or the 25th to do darshan of Prabhu Sri Ram's Mandir and then say, we did not go on the 22nd because it was a BJP event, but we believe in Prabhu Sri Ram, so we went on the 24th or the 25th. But all of that does not work. People on the ground can read between the lines and can hmm. see. Now, but this I is the... I want to break this NGO bit a little more, if you don't mind. Now, you know, a lot of people say this Congress has started thinking like an NGO, but like, uh, like, don't NGO have NGO? Hear me out and try and understand what I'm trying to say. And I'll try my best to explain myself as clearly as possible. Listen, we all know when Congress was in power, the policy-making landscape was completely in the hands of the NGO kind of people. If you remember that uh, organization that had proposed the communal violence bill, I, I forgot the name of the organization. Yeah, the Harshmander's organization. Harshmander's organization and all these people. So at NAC. the end of... NAC, NAC, yes. Na National Advisory Council. Thanks, yeah. yes, Thanks. Thanks for... The chairperson was Sonia Gandhi. Hmm. Hmm. It was an extra uh, constitutional body which was made with Sonia Gandhi as the chairperson, with uh, Harsh Pandar and the likes of Harsh Pandar becoming in the recommendation, and Manmohan Singh used to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. So we could see the trends of Congress and policy, uh, Congress policy making using the NGO uh, route all the time since even when they were in power. Now, has any analysis being done? numerically how those policies that were given as inputs and a lot of them were you know incorporated like the horrifying communal violence bill like if there ever was a horrifying bill that i have read in my life it is the communal violence bill that de facto considers the hindu as a culprit no matter what i mean when i had read that bill i i remember it so vividly it was a decade ago and i was like yes. damn these people are so Pure evil. Now, how, how? Okay, they lost. How can they not dump the NAC model? Even are you? Are we saying that even today, as of now, the same NAC-ish people advise Rahul Gandhi? Can I be very direct with you? Sure, man. Chairperson of NAC was Sonia Gandhi. So, are you suggesting that the Congress needs to dump Sonia Gandhi? That's what you mm -hmm. suggest. Mm. <laughs> you have Congress to... needs to dump Sonia and Rahul Gandhi both. I'm going that to is... <laughs> When that will happen, you will see all of this being dumped. So please understand, Kushal, let us not pass the buck. That is the NGOs who are advising. The genesis of it from, from was from Sonia Gandhi's thinking and Sonia Gandhi's way of conditioning. Your uh, that is what had governed it. So this will continue. Uh, uh, this NGO model, which is the Sonia Gandhi model, will continue very factually. Till the, till the time Kong, uh, Sonia Gandhi is at helm of the Congress Party, the Gandhi family at the helm of the Congress Party. Because please understand the difference and allow me to give you a difference. Please understand how do they work. 
Sonia Gandhi and uh, Sonia and Rahul posted a video of making that uh, you know on uh, showing how glamorously they were uh, making jam, which uh, in a European context they call as the marble. Uh, I don't remember the name, but it was some. It was a glorified version of jam which they were making. On that day, Narendra Modi was conversing with the tenth crore Ujwala beneficiary, and Sonia Gandhi was saying, "Whenever I used to come from abroad, one thing that I miss was Arhar ki dal." Come on, I was in an age of social media. People will look at this as completely colonial and European uh, way of thinking. It used to work before Kushal because information decentralization was not there. But as I said, that they are still living in that era, and this is we. Analysts till now have said, "Oh, NGOs govern it." I somehow disagree, and I say it's the Sonia Gandhi who was the chairperson of all of it, and it is Sonia Gandhi who implemented it. So, uh, it, it's it's as simple as that. So, if you want the NGO model of the Congress to be dumb, please ask for Congress to go beyond Sonia Gandhi and Rahul Gandhi, which does not look so happening in the near future. So, so I don't think that happens. So, Pradeep, uh, another another uh, counter to this, I hear from listen. we all have friends who are congressies i mean i i have congressy friends i'm not going to deny every time just, I... one of the very strong many senior leader of the congress from the state where you live right now in maharashtra in mumbai um, murli devra's son milind devra has now moved to eknath shinde's uh, shiv sena yeah 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 i mean we've heard a new segment uh, milind officially has denied it all let's see what happens bhagwai because yeah. of power <laughs> yeah <laughs> so every time i have this discussion with folks in the congress they say the congress will break without the gandhis again how much truth is there to this very analysis or argument so let us understand the birth of the congress right the congress pre independence is not the congress post independence the pre independence was a freedom movement where people from different walks of life came together for a common goal congress is not an ideological outfit if you ask anyone to define the ideology of the congress party they will give you one paragraph answer they cannot give you a one word answer if you ask bjp led guy they say our uh, you know uh, say ideology is hindutva which is governed by an cadre of the rss right so for the congress party it has never been a cadre based party the other cadre based outfit has been the left the cpim and all who governed for long so congress was always a group of people who post uh, post independence uh, had a mechanism to uh, be near power and always be in power they had access to resources and whether it is the jansang or the bjp it took them years to uh, start you know years to become as an alternate political unit so during jawaharlal nehru's time if shyama prasad mukherjee tried to make an alternate political unit he was crushed ambedkar was defeated and so on and so forth then when for once it went the congress party went into the hands of shastri that is when the advisors of the congress party were very close to jawaharlal nehru at the time Said that you know who started to feel that level of insecurity, they got Indra back, and then it was Indra era which uh, governed, where uh, again there was no opposition. So per se, that India was in a, a single party rule largely from 50s onwards to late, uh, mid 80s. Uh, in late 80s is when Jansen got two seats roughly. So to cut the long story short, yes, I do agree that uh, majority people in the Congress feel that. more than that kushal let me put it this way they know that if the congress breaks there is no main mechanism for the congress party to reemerge and redevelop itself that is the uh, issue so they believe that gandhi is the only clue because there is no ideology there is no proper mechanism to get people into the party that is how it is there so if you know a leader you get into it 
But for the BJP, let's imagine that the BJP system currently goes out after a certain time. Uh, time, but the RSS is a way, means, and mechanism to get people back into the political unit. It's very, very important to understand. And uh, it is, it is not just the government which is keeping the RSS-led ideological BJP guys together. It is more than that. And these guys, after 10 years, 15 years, can still claim uh, uh, onto the power. So Congress has never experienced that in 50, 60 years. So 2014 was new for the Congress, Kushal. And now for uh, 15 years, the Congress will not be in power. So they do not risk out. They think, think that, okay, Rahul is the problem. So we will have Priyanka. So all this, Rahul, they have still not been getting over Rahul Gandhi phenomena, quote-unquote, which has been relaunched 50 times. Imagine a scenario where there are Rahul and Priyanka camp, then they will spend another 10 to 15 years in Priyanka's camp. And they feel that Rahul is only 52. So even if we do Sangash to 20 years, which will, he will still be 72 and try to uh, be the prime ministerial uh, umidwar from the Congress party. Or project somebody who can be a dummy umidwar. For example, Kharge. The attempt to project Kharge was precisely that. So, uh, Kushal, uh, yes, uh, Congress is in a chakra view where it cannot get out. So it will win some state elections, Kushal, here and there based on state leadership. But nationally, if the Congress is at less than 15 percentage strike rate in 2019, you can uh, imagine a situation where uh, the Congress will find it very difficult. Not Congress, Gandhi family. But there is a caveat to it. And allow me by five seconds of time to mention that caveat. Please understand, Kushal, one thing which people are not seeing, but only one man is seeing, which is Prime Minister Narendra Modi today in the BJP, is that now large chunk of voters in this country are born in the BJP era. They have more and more people who had seen the UPA 1, 2 and earlier end will start reducing in this country as a swing vote base. So which means that there is a natural chance of uh, people to get disenchanted. Right now they are not because of Narendra Modi who is a pro provides the phenomenon of pro-incumbents. But after that, how does the BJP take itself forward will be very, very interesting to see whether it is in 2029 or it is beyond that. I don't know. But this is where other out outfits can have a chance. But here also, India cannot and will not tolerate an ex explicitly anti-Hindu outfit. And on the national level, the Gandhis are looked precisely like that. So they will win states like Karnataka and others where there are state issues which strive. But when it comes to the larger national level, particularly when Narendra Modi is there, you cannot have a chance with the Gandhi family. There is, If you do a poll on the ground, the positivity for Gandhi family is not even 23% in the country. Not even 23%. This is why Congress has not been able to get even a single extra vote than what it got in uh, 2009. In 2009, 2014, 2019, the Congress has roughly polled on the national elections votes between 10 to 11 crore 10 lakhs. That has been constant. Whereas more than 15 crore votes have been added by which have not been the cadre vote of the BJP or the Congress. That have been the new voters which have come in by the BJP. So it will be interesting to see that as these new voters poll after 2024, on the national level in 2029, can the BJP get them with the same proportion or the Congress quote-unquote rebrands itself to get that chunk of vote. But with the Gandhis, it is very difficult. So basically what has happened with the Congress at a core level is since the 1970s transformation of Congress to Congress I, I'm talking about when Murarji Desai split yeah. and basically there were two Congresses and so the, con the Congress capture by the Gandhi family, I think Nehru did not capture it at a uh, level that Indra Gandhi did and then after Indra Gandhi, uh, Rajiv Gandhi and then 
Sonia Gandhi really did a number on the Congress party. Now this, this, uh, I want to take you slightly back to the last five elections because I think it has everything to do with this Ram Mandir issue and the Lok Sabha narrative. Is that the, you mentioned uh, the Congress being convinced that Muslims need to be, co- you know, kind of approached Good. way beyond, right? They need to be appeased way beyond the normal barometer that is needed. Good. That I mean, I'm trying to put it in that context. And but then in the last state elections, at least in the Hindi heartland, in the Muslim dominated seats, what was the result where Muslims were a significant electoral factor? So I've been saying this, and I think I uh, even communicated. And when we were having a conversation earlier, I said that India has moved away from Muslim veto in elections to a Mahila veto in elections. So it is a uh, shift of one. Isko M- samjha, isko, isko detail se samjha. Ye Muslim to Mahila veto shift ko detail se samjhao, please. So if you look at any election in this country post 2014, 90% of the elections have been won by parties which have got majority women vote. So it, uh, uh, I, now in the last nine years, if you see the trend, that wherever the women of the country have voted, whether it is the state election or the national election, those are the individuals that respected political party or a leader has come into power. That has been the dominating, that has been the uh, only consistent phenomena in any election where the leader has won in the last nine years. Other phenomena, other factors change. So whether it is Yogi Aditya in 2022, whether it is Narendra Modi ji in 2014 or 19, whether it is uh, BJP right now in Madhya Pradesh, whether it is Rajasthan right now, whether it is Chhattisgarh right now, whether it is Kejriwal in Delhi, whether it is Mamta in PM, uh, Bengal, whether it is DMK in Tamil Nadu, wherever if you see majority women vote have polled, that party has won. Earlier, uh, it was a phenomena was that wherever the majority Muslim votes uh, uh, polled, that is the party which has won. They have an impact, but their veto has gone away and their parity to impact the election has also gone away, which means that earlier if a constituency had 30% Muslim votes, it was taken as given that it will be won by the party which gets that 30%. But now, for this phenomenon, I can tell you post-2018, post-2017 particularly, it is not, uh, you can, uh, even if you have a 30% Muslim base, it is not necessary that you will be able to win that election based on that base vote. So, I will give you an example like, in Meerut in 2019, large chunk of Muslim votes, 90% of the Muslims did not vote the BJP. But the BJP candidate ended up winning more than two, two and a half lakh votes because the entire en mass of 70%, 60% of that voted for Prime Minister in the Modi. So in Bengal, wherever the demography is more than 35%, that is where the veto still exists because the uh, ability for the Muslims to come together and vote as bloc is more than the Hindus. Now, allow me to make uh, put one specific referencing. Why, you know, we've been hearing this term of communal politics since long pusher. And if you see since at least last 20 years, what I have seen is that uh, the indication has been given that the birth of communal politics has happened since the court, uh, post the demol- uh, post the demolition of the Babri Masjid and then the Ram Mandir movement. This is what generally the leftist intellectual historians say. But Let's understand where is the genesis of the communal politics. The genesis of the communal politics happened post-independence when Jawaharlal Nehru started to believe and the Congress party started to believe on this formula of uniting the Muslim votes and dividing the Hindu votes. And precisely when you, as a political electoral strategy, went towards that direction, 
this is where the genesis of the communal politics took place so the genesis of the communal politics did not happen in 1990s it happened in the 1950s under nehru era which peaked under rajiv gandhi's era and then sonia also followed that 2014 was the for the first time in the history of indian independence post indian independence where the hindus voted in a significant portion against this policy of considering the minority vote as a special vote other factors were also important so this has been the complete transition shift which has taken place and this is so a constituency where the muslim vote is 35 percentage or plus there it still exists as largely as a veto some uh, specific issues aside places where it was 30 it is 30 percentage earlier it used to be considered as a veto but now 30 25 percentage still you can easily win so this is where places where the demographic is 35 percentage or 35 percentage plus majorly in the bengal and other areas some places in assam where ajmal comes from this is where they are considered as veto election uh, veto places and there it's not the vote on largely on development others it is an en masse vote which is on the basis of uh, panth which is religion so again i ask those proponents who question our communal politics and this is what makes not does not make me believe but data tells me that genesis of communal politics starts taking place when the muslim vote goes en masse with the party because the tendency of the hindu vote to uh, unite is only when the hindu vote sees excessive appeasement this is why you see hindus need issues and because of the hindu vote shifting from one con party to other is when you have state election verdicts shifting so hindu voter is more democratic per se uh, uh, more democratic uh, it he hindu voter does not vote on the basis of only religious line religious line but a muslim voter particularly uh, uh, that uh, votes more as en bloc so that phenomena works in 35 percentage places now not no longer in 30 percentage uh, minority constituency so after this uh, snub to the ram mandir uh, pranpratishtha invite what can the congress expect what is loosely called the hindi heartland and it's very funny i mean hindi heartland also keeps extending now if uh, bjp wins karnataka even karnataka becomes hindi heartland odd odd days it is hindi heartland even days it is not hindi heartland but loosely hindi heartland is what gujarat rajasthan mp and all those states right up to uttar pradesh bihar and all that so like right now what what number of seats can congress expect in this entire belt uh, more than zero uh see any players states that the congress will win in this belt will be only in special special circumstances and very case specific circumstances but in this entire belt uh, i can say that more than 90% of the seats is where the bjp is in a decisive edge more than bjp it is prime minister narendra modi who is a decisive edge also this part of again i will tell you because i was in ayodhya for 7 days and again i will be going uh, near the 22nd is that this uh, that prabhu shri rams mandir being built in ayodhya is just not a hindi heartland issue when i was in ayodhya i uh, spoke to many people who came in kashi tamil sang uh, sangmam and were doing the darshan of prabhu shri ram and i asked them that how are you feeling doing darshan of prabhu shri ram in ayodhya they said goosebumps and we want to thank narendra modi for that and similarly i got people from telangana also speaking in the same breath so please let us understand that Prabhu Sri Ram's Mandir being built in Ayodhya is not just a Hindu Hindi heartland issue; it's an entire Bharatiya issue. Now, for the voter, what works in Prime Minister Narendra Modi's favor is that every other supplementing issue is also supporting him. To an instance, that my uh, I just when I was coming to your uh, podcast after doing a special haircut in order to ensure that I look fine, uh, I my driver was this Kushal Yadav. 
ट्रेडिशनल यादव वोटर है आज जब तो मंदिर बन रहा है तो सब सही है बोले भैया से मंदिर की बात नहीं है साथ में भारत की जो ग्लोबल अस्मिता है जो अंतरराष्ट्रीय अस्मिता है वो बहुत अच्छे चरम सीमा पे मोदी के अंडर एंड अलोंग विदैट पीपल ऑल्सो गेट बेनिफिट ऑन द ग्राउंड पुअरेस्ट ऑफ द पुअर सो ऑल ऑफ दिस इज अ वेरी गुड मिक्सचर इज वॉट आई कैन टेल यू सो मंदिर इज अ भारतीय इशू एंड अलॉन्ग विदरमेंटिंग इट्स मोर अबाउट आस्था I will not even say the word issue, but it's a very sentimental uh, point, and also crucial. People in the family is like the 18-year-old, 19-year-old who may not have uh, understand, may not be understanding the impact of it, but the dadi, the nana, or the papa in the house knows what it means. So again, that conversations are going on in every household. That is something which you need to understand in different languages. Hmm. But then, then. then let's talk about now lok sabha 2024 let's get into now let now look, let's get into the bjp perspective okay we've we've given 30 30 odd minutes to congress and their snubbing of the of the ram mandir uh, pran pratishtha now now what how is the bjp going I to spend this congress is too confident that rahul gandhi is bharat jodo yatra 2.0 will help it overcome about everything the nyaya yatra na they are calling it the nyaya yatra yeah 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 so So okay, but I heard also you are also having special focus on the Nyaya Yatra. You are. अरे मेरे घर के बाहर पोस्टर है यार घर के बाहर Nyaya Yatra का पोस्टर है इतना frustrated हो रहा है देख के रोज जाता हूँ बाहर तो उसका पोस्टर देखता हूँ. So big damn big poster outside my house by the Congress. So it's okay. It's 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 part of democracy. They're free to do it. But then okay now. Like, do you think every night Mr. Modi must be sleeping? That ye hai meri opposition. <laughs> See, I would say that uh, if you look at Narendra Modi's trajectory since Gujarat, he's such a tall leader that wherever he comes, his social base increases. But at the same time, he's a very solid political chanakya also, and he's had Amit Shah with him, who's a master micro strategist. That the opposition's base also reduces. This has never been the phenomenon. Even in Indra's time, Indra had a Jay Prakash Narayan who could pray, uh, go uh, was a moral conscience keeper who spoke against the person uh, against Indra Gandhi. Even when Indra was at peak and there was a positivity vis-a-vis Gandhi family in at that time in the country. But Narendra Modi is a uh, just look at it. There is no uh, comparative leader. So yeah, I can say and even if somebody emerges, they are so smart politically. They 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 know how to uh, play their cards very well. So then, uh, how much do you think, from a BJP perspective, as okay? How does BJP look in? Then maybe okay. I'll ask you a direct question. How does BJP look in, in terms of strength? Look, I have no doubts they're going to win. Like, but it's all about the quantity of win. Yeah, it's only how big are they going to win, and uh, where can we? Ex- okay, Hindi Heartland, yar, wo to matlab abhi. Thanks to the Congress and scenarios where it is a if the voting if the BJP voters get super confident and do not end up voting, so voting is very critical because सभी सोच रहे हैं ऐसे लोग जीत रहे हैं जीत रहे हैं घर पे ही चीज नहीं कर क्या है अगर vote is vote is very critical quantity of vote is very important for uh, that is number one uh, number two is I have been saying this in podcast only Narendra Modi can defeat Narendra Modi nobody else so he has not made any mistake right now touch wood. And if he does not continue to do make mistake, I don't see anything happening. The places that the Congress is hoping against hope that Narendra Modi gets less than two seventy two. Their only game is that. Their game is nothing else beyond that. Please understand. So uh, 
नाउ वेर कैन दे होप फॉर दैट दे विल होप की चलो हिंदी हार्टलैंड में हमारी एक एक दो दो सीट भी अगर मान लो अलग अलग राज्यों के अंदर आगे हम अच्छा कर जाएंगे लेकिन थिंक कर्नाटका के अंदर दे वॉइट बी बैंकिंग केरला इज वन स्टेट वेर दे विल डू वेल केरला इज वन स्टेट वेर दे विल डू वेल अपार्ट फ्रॉम दैट आंध्रा इज अ स्टेट वेर देर नेशनल पार्टीज आर नॉट प्रोमिनेंट आई विल नॉट बी सरप्राइज इफ मेनी लीडर्स फ्रॉम टीडीपी और एंड अप ज्वाइनिंग द बीजेपी इन आंध्रा बट दे बीजेपी इज अ गुड टर्म विद वाई एस आर सी पी ऑल्सो सो आई ऑनेस्टली फील द चैलेंज विल बी और द गुड फाइट विल बी इन तेलंगाना वेर द बीजेपी विल लाइक टू बी द नंबर वन पार्टी इन लोकसभा द गुड फाइट परसे विल बी इन कर्नाटका Well, the BJP like to repeat its because Karnataka Congress uh, performance of 2014 or 2019, the good fight will be in Bengal. Uh, we have to be seeing whether the Muslim vote goes. And Masik, why does Mamta want to do uh, alliance with the Congress in Bengal, despite Congress only having two seats where its vote base is more than 40 percentage out of it? The only reason is that Mamta fears that the Muslim vote should not get disunited uh, because of Abbas. Uh, this, uh, Uh, this uh, Abbas Siddiqui and others. So Bengal will be a good fight to watch. Bihar will be very interesting to see because Bihar, for the first time, is seeing a is reminding me of 2014 and a weaker Nitish than 2014. So now there are two schools of thought. Pushal A is that the Margad Bandhan is strong in Bihar. The B is that the NDA is more than 30. Now I have not started primary polling in Bihar. I will do that after the 22nd. So Bihar will be very interesting to watch. Along with that, the Punjab is something which will be a difficult territory for the Bharatiya Janata Party, uh, which is there. Uh, rest, I feel that they are largely very, very strong, uh, strong in UP, Gujarat, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Chhattisgarh, Charkhand, uh, Odisha. Also, they will do better this time. And Bengal is there. If they clock twenty seats in Bengal, Kushal, then they will cross the. They can cross three hundred. If they, touch 75, if they touch 75, if they touch 75 in UP or cross 75, and if they touch 20 in Bengal, then they will easily cross 303. Now, the India alliance. All right, I know your first comeback will be. Are seat sharing? So, tell me, what is happening? Are seat sharing? Let us assume they somehow they marry. They will. They will marry. they will somehow marry because the fact that the congress is willing to sacrifice 150 seats which means they are marrying so the congress knows ki hum hum kisi bhi halat mein modi ko 270 se kam karne ke liye humko apni jitni seats deni ho de do that's rahul's thinking in my analysis so indi alliance mein alliance aap keh rahe ho kaha hoga punjab ke andar inka alliance nahi hoga mere samajh mein kyunki punjab mein they don't consider bjp as the main opponent so their thinking is ki bhai congress ya aapke beech mein ladai hai koi bhi seatein jeetega अल्टीमेटली अगर इंडिया अलायंस के साथ में होगी वो अलायंस की उसमें होगी सो देर माइट नॉट बी एनी अलायंस इन पंजाब दे कैन डू एन अलायंस इन डेली वेर देर माइट बी अ फोर थ्री फॉर्मूला विच कैन बी वर्कड आउट और फाइव टू बट आइडली आई थिंक फोर थ्री इज वेर दे विल सेटल ऑन बट अगेन आई माई रीडिंग इन डेली इज दैट अवार्ड फ्रॉम फाइव टू सिक्स सीट्स आर मिनिमम देर वेर द बीजेपी विज वेरी 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 सॉलिड दे हैव टू माइक्रो मैनेज टू सीट्स सो दे विल डू एन अलायंस देर इन बिहार ऑल्सो दे विल डू एन अलायंस there are conflicts but they will end up doing an alliance again bjp will also be very is doing formulating the strategy of up 2014 in bihar 2019 uh, 24 uh, because it's trying to get the smaller parties with it in bihar so bihar will be very interesting to watch i don't think bengal also they will do an alliance uh, so i believe there will be alliance for sure kushal but this alliance is uh, uh, it's a very imaginary alliance uh, and why do i use that word 
is because it's an alliance of the leaders, not the alliance of the workers. I said the same thing when Sapa and Baspa came together in 2019. I was told heavily, but I knew that uh, the workers have conflicting interest in promoting each other because on the ground, they know that if they, first of all, in on the ground for them, it's not a very tall leader. So on the ground, suppose if Kushal Mehra is contesting and Pradeep Bhandari is there, both of them will be eyeing the ticket from that seat. And both of them have been eyeing the same vote base. Pradeep Bhandari knows if Kushal Mehra comes from this, then my Rajniti goes out. And Kushal Mehra knows that if uh, Pradeep Bhandari comes, my Rajniti goes out. And there is no tall leader in that alliance who can cut off these differences. In BJP, all of this does not work because there is a very tall leader. It's a Modi vote. vote. That is not the scenario in the India alliance. So in this scenario... Uh, there is no uh, alliance of the workers which is taking place. And this is where the vote transfer does not take place proportionately. And it's very, very important to understand. So even if the alliance takes place, uh, as of right now, there is no direct vote and proportional vote transfer which is happening uh, between them uh, in uh, majority of these seats. So, yeah. Yeah, and we have some historical evidence for that. There are two, three reasons from what I have understood is, first of all, individual political cadres, whether they are in Samajwadi party or Congress or any political outfit for that matter, they have political ambitions, right? And yes. uh, if they get into an alliance, then their ambitions are curtailed. They Because if, let's say you're a Congress worker, you're working for the Congress in Bihar or UP or wherever you are working for them. Now, if you if you are curtailed, then your ambitions are crushed. And when your ambitions are crushed, at the end of the day, Look, I have spent enough time working on the ground in elections to know that come the elections, the snubbed Congress worker works equally harder, if not harder, than the BJP worker for the BJP for money. They're yeah. like, mere ko thoka, main iski thokunga. Kind of a kind of a mentality exists. They don't have time. somebody like the RSS or some parivari vyakti who will sit and say, Chalo, koi baat nahi. Jaise, Madhya Pradesh mein also the BJP was that much against the Madhya Pradesh BJP government uh, workers, not uh, other, uh, outside anti-incumbency. So they got everybody together, they cleared their differences. Ki, bhai, chalo, sab kuch ek hi parivar mein. Congress in scenario mein aur ye India alliance mein, Congress to chalo chodo. India alliance mein ye scenario nahi hai ki aap aur Congressi ko aap bitha ke bologe ya Congressi aur Congress ko aur Sappai ko saath mein bitha ke bologe ki chalo koi baat nahi aajao saath mein. Worker nahi samajhta bhai. Leader samajh jaye unko pata hai neta hai wo raj nahi kal par aaj Rajya Sabha mein, Lok Sabha mein uska kya parak pada hai. Par worker ka samajhna is the key question. Kyunki yeah. the worker is more important for the India alliance in 2024 than it is for the BJP. Because for Modi, it is the people of the country who are campaigning. For the India alliance, their people have to slog like hell with each other in order to hope to get certain seats. Secondly, just to use UP as an analogy, Samajwadi party workers and let's say BSP or even Congress party workers, they are a loggerheads at the ground politics. They yes. fight each other. They beat each other up. They take bullets. They, they are stabbed. A lot of these things happen in political, uh, you know, uh, back and forth and then one fine day you tell all these people to sit together and say Abhi koi ladega nahi. this is not like some grand mafio mafiosa thing ki okay Don Carleone has said now you're not going to fight they will fight and come the voting day who's going to manage the booth is it going to be the Sapa guy is it going to be the Congress guy is it going to be the other person how are they going to pull this off like uh Election management is a thing. And then who's going to fund whom? Is the Congress going to bring the funds? Is the SP going to bring the funds? Like, how are they going to manage this? There are so many questions, right? Absolutely, yes. 
absolutely yes. In fact, again, uh, for example, the BSP. The BSP knows that the BSP never used to come in power because of just the SC vote. It was the Brahmins in the upper caste who uh, moved to BSP along with the SCs, which helped it become a winning combination. That was the logic mm. of having Satish and Mishra. Sappa and Baspa has historically fought against each other. Socially, also the Yadavs and the Dalits. Uh, that's where the Yadavs did not end up voting the uh, sorry the Dalits uh, did not end up voting the Sappa candidate, and the vote transfer could not take place. So uh, uh, that is, whether it is the Congress, it is not in the interest of Samajwadi Party or the BSP. To have a stronger Congress in uh, UP because they know if that happens, then it will have a ripple effect on them in the run-up to assembly election because majority of these parties have all these stakes in the states uh, where they uh, are uh, fighting. Congress, if does not win seats in UP, it can still fight an election in say Karnataka or Telangana, but that doesn't work for a Sapa, and that means that it has lesser geography to get funds and resources for its party to survive, whereas the Congress has comparatively more. So this is where these in, these regional players are more insecure of the Congress rise as of right now than the others. If it's an organic rise, they have to accept it. But uh, if it uh, till the time it's not an organic rise, they do not wish to yield their territory from their heart to Congress, particularly when there is no tall leader in the Congress party at that level. Not just that, I mean, think about it. Assembly, you made a very valid point talking about their future in the Assembly. One more future, nobody wants to talk about it, is the Gram Panchayat or the city municipal elections because that's where a major chunk, through all the corruption that these political parties do, that's where their money comes from. Like, people don't realize that Shiv Sena survives on Mumbai. Yeah. If they lose BMC, they suffer financially that's just a Absolutely. fact of life everybody who lives in mumbai knows that just nobody talks about it but it's a fact and if these alliances are going to happen i, I mean i just want to take a popcorn eat it and just watch these people go at each other because i'm like how are they going to like see each other like this is core space this is core space right absolutely yes absolutely yes and i, I have no second thoughts to that and uh, uh, this is what saying that, you know, I'll give you another uh, uh, data point that uh, the ability of these alliance people to get a voter who has been a traditional BJP voter is 77 percentage less than the ability of the Bharati Janta Party to get a traditional Congress or the India Alliance voter for Narendra Modi to vote even after the alliance. So, which means that the core vote of the India Alliance after this alliance comes into to being has 76 percentage more probability to shift to Prime Minister Narendra Modi's BJP vis-a-vis -vis the ability of the India Alliance to get the core vote of the BJP, which is uh, near to negligible as a chance. So uh, that is exactly what happened with Sappa and Baspa, right? The core Yadavs at places voted the BJP, the core SC at places voted the BJP. Hmm. So one more question I had about uh, as a follow-up to the yes, India. So what is, uh, could this also happen? I'm, I'm just a curiosity based question that let's say the India Alliance happens. Could there be a reverse polarization in favor of BJP yes. created yes. out of the fear in the voters? Yes. And along the voters also think, Ki, bhaiya, 
मोदी कुछ ना कुछ अच्छा ही कर रहा होगा इसीलिए सब जो पुराने दूसरे के खिलाफ लड़ते थे साथ में आ गए थे फिर फेमस पिक्चर ऑफ ममता बैनर्जी विच सेट दैट कोई हमसे जो टकराएगा वो चूर चूर हो जाएगा आफ्टर द आफ्टर द जेडीएस एंड द कांग्रेस पार्टी केम टूगेदर टू फॉर्म द कर्नाटका गवर्नमेंट वॉट इज है जेडीएस इज विद बीजेपी सो इट एंडेड लीडिंग टू रिवर्स पोलराइजेशन देर कुड नॉट देर कैन नॉट एंड देर विल नॉट देर कुड नॉट there cannot and there will not be a stronger arithmetic alliance of the opposition than what was of sappa and baspa and you that according to me was the biggest test of indi alliance which is nothing but rebranded mahagathbandhan which is nothing but rebranded upa and even after that if the bjp could end up winning 60 plus seats in up and increased its vote share which supports your argument और एन कंक्लूजन दैट देयर कैन बी अ रिवर्स पोलराइजेशन व्हिच टेक प्लेस अगर मान लो कुशल तुम अपनी कॉलोनी में रह रहे हो और तुम्हारे तुम्हारे सामने चार लोग हैं एक दूसरे के खिलाफ लड़ते हैं और अगर वो चार साथ में आ जाएंगे तो जनता यही सोचेगी ना ये चारों तो सब कुशल के खिलाफ लड़ रहे थे साथ में आ गए मतलब कुशल कुछ ना कुछ बहुत अच्छा काम कर रहा होगा या बहुत खराब काम कर रहा होगा अब जमीन पे तो कुशल अच्छा काम कर रहा है और ऐसे नेशनली मान लो प्राइम मिनिस्टर मोदी का काम अच्छा दिख रहा है तो फिर थीसिस लोगों के मन में जाएगी और ये अच्छा काम कर रहा है इसीलिए उसको हराने के लिए ये सब साथ में आए दिस इज वेर इट एंड गिविंग एडवांटेज टू प्राइम मिनिस्टर नरेंद्र मोदी ओनली एक्सेप्ट सम स्ट्रेटेजिक सीट्स दैट इज व्हाट आई कैन से ओके सो बिफोर वी रैप अप बिकॉज यू नो आई वांट टू रैप अप इन एन आवर व्हाट आर इन योर ओपिनियन गोइंग टू बी एंड दिस इज माय लास्ट क्वेश्चन द द की इश्यूज नाउ रनिंग अप टू लोकसभा 2024 मंदिर and prime minister narendra modi's narrative will be ki mujhe dikkat hai to samajh mein aata hai par prabhu shri ram se bhi inko itni chid hai ki wo prabhu shri ram ki pran pratishtha mein nahi pahunche that is number 1 for them it will be nyay there will be videos which will come up from the nyay o dalit achra adivasi non of it but honestly kushal people of the people of india have genuinely if i'm telling you as of right now have made up their mind that they want to see narendra modi in 2024 it's just that for us to understand whether it is 270 280, 300, 350, 400, 2450, ram mandir and if something happens in pup that is it but for the opposition they will make it about caste they will try to make it about north versus south they'll try to announce some big freebies in their uh, policies uh, they try to project kharge as the prime ministerial uh, contestant thinking that dalit card will happen but rahul gandhi was more angry uh, and was more insecure than the other leaders in fact if you remember you you forgot a very important thing which took place nitish kumar has declined to be the convener of the india alliance for which he was waiting since ages because mm. he may also sense the ground if you remember what was the news that nitish will contest from fulpur in mm. uttar pradesh you got to drop mm. that plan which means either he is trying to cozy up to the bjp or number 2 he knows that in 2024 if he becomes the convener of the india alliance all the alliance partners will say that it is because of nitish it is not the loss of rahul gandhi it is not the loss of other leaders it is the loss of nitish kumar who we projected as the indian alliance so koi bhi na dubti hui now mein paon nahi dalna cha raha indian alliance mein isliye inke paas koi ek unanimous neta nahi 
अगर इनको पता होता कि इनकी नाव तैर रही होती तो ये कोई ना कोई सब रेडी होते हम भी बनेंगे पीएम हम भी बनेंगे पीएम हम भी बनेंगे पीएम पर इनमें जो पीएम बन रहा बोले हमें मत बनाओ हमें मत बनाओ हमें मत बनाओ इनको पता है कि नाव डूब रही है I think it, 2024 Lok Sabha election is going to be a fascinating battle because uh, for a lot of old war horses in Indian politics, I think this is the last straw. A lot of you know, a lot of old faces are going to go and new faces are going to come in 2029 yes. politics. Disruption, it's a year of disruption. Hmm. So yeah, uh, Pradeep, it is an absolute. Will remain constant is your. a uh, podcast for which i will whatever i am i will ensure that i have a good haircut and always come to it this is the most professional <laughs> podcast trust me on this yeah yeah you know pradeep is very disciplined i have to say when pradeep had come to bombay i mean uh, i took him out to a cafe and sala he ended up eating less mai sara khana kha gaya baad mein So, so Pradeep, uh, as always, it's an absolute pleasure talking to you, brother. Looking India. forward to many more discussions. Thank you so much, and uh, extremely amazing to be in your podcast. Thank you so much. Pleasure. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up. So, before we wrap it up, uh, in the description of the podcast, you'll see Pradeep's Twitter handle. Go follow him. Uh, go check out Jan Ki Jan Ki Baat. join ki baat their polls everything you know look at the numbers and uh, if you want to support me you know the drill uh, primarily if you want to support this podcast become a member of this podcast so you can become a member on youtube patreon fanmo wherever you are in the world pick one platform join the membership you can buy the merchandise on kushalmehra.com you can send your donations to upi if you can't do any of that and you're a audio listener on spotify itunes wherever you are just leave a rating there leave a comment uh, or a review on itunes if you are on youtube like this video subscribe to the charvak podcast channel and leave a comment in the comment section i'll see you guys next time until then take care bye bye